Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to be doing part two of our top 20 consecutive album streaks uh, today. Uh, if you haven't seen part one, go back, uh, go back and revisit that one right now, uh, where we looked at uh, places 11 to 20 of our consecutive album streaks. And, and on that episode, uh, all the bands had uh, three consecutive albums where they had uh, at least two tens and one nine. Uh, actually, in 20th place, they, they had uh, two nines and one ten. Uh, but generally, it was two tens and one nine. Whereas today's episode, placements one to ten, uh, all these bands had at least three 10 out of 10 classic perfect albums in a row. Not easy to attain, as you can imagine. So, of course, this is my personal opinion, and everybody's scoring is different. Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be some raised eyebrows again about the inclusions and exclusions. But what the hell, let's have some fun here. So let's move on. Landing at number 10 is Pasadena, California's Van Halen, with their first three albums issued between 1978 and 1980. Uh, so, of course, the self-titled debut is is most likely in your record collection if you're a metalhead uh, and it introduced the world to David Lee Roth and the guitar wizardry of Eddie Van Halen. Um, that being said though personally I prefer the next two albums more uh, that being Van Halen 2 and Women and Children first. I just find that they uh, make it onto my death deck more uh, more often than the debut. Uh, but regardless, this is a legendary streak of albums that deserves to be on our list.
Coming in at number nine is Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush with their trio of albums between 1979 and 81. So the main calling card for any uh, Marino or Mahogany Rush album is the guitar work from Frank Marino, uh, who I consider the greatest axeman of all time. However, some of you hard rockers out there would maybe put out because uh, much of his earlier material and later uh, is a little bit too psychedelic, jazzy, um, progressive. Uh, however, during 79-81, these are the three albums that you should check out if you're a hard rocker and haven't uh, listened to Frank Marino. So 1979's Tales of the Unexpected can be called the bridge record in that the first side uh, still delves in the psychedelic jazzy uh, stuff and it's in studio, but some of his, his better uh, work of that type. Uh, but then side two was recorded live and it's all hard hitting hard rock stuff here with uh, amazing guitar solos. But then the two albums that follow that, uh, What's Next and The Power of Rock and Roll, these are straight up hard rock albums, uh, pull no punches, and then uh, what I believe to be the best soloing of uh, Marino's career here on those two albums, an amazing three album run. <laughs>
thrash for you at number eight. Uh, one of the Teutonic Big Four, that being Creator with their trio of albums between 86 and 89. Uh, so for, first up is the sophomore Pleasure to Kill, a brutal and raw classic that every thrash metal fan has to have. Uh, includes the classics such as Riot of Violence, Under the Guillotine, and the title track, Forever Denting Our Heads. Uh, things get somewhat uh, more polished on the two follow-ups, Terrible Certainty and Extreme Aggression, uh, but still it makes the U.S. thrashers out there shaking their boots in comparison. Classic stuff. Wow, man, it's fire! Just this business! 
punk entrant in the top 20 uh, comes in at number seven it's flogging molly uh, with a trio of albums between 2000 and 2004 uh, so, for, so for those not in the know uh, flogging molly is led by ex fastway singer dave king so there's some uh, heavy metal tie in there for you uh, so the band play an infectious brand of Celtic punk uh, that utilizes banjo, tin fiddle, harmonica, or accordion, along with your typical bass drums, uh, guitar setup. Uh, and all of these three albums, Swagger, Drunken Lullabies, and Within a Mile of Home, are just chock full of high energy, fun time uh, ditties, along with some tearjerker stuff <laughs> as well. Uh, some of my fave concert experiences were, were uh, being in the pit for Flogging Molly con uh, concerts. Perfect beer drinking music here. Shut 
Mighty Motorhead claimed the number six spot on our list with three albums in two years. <laughs> so we got Overkill and Bomber from 1979 and Ace of Spades from 1980. Uh, so I'm sure everybody's nodding along going, yep, about Overkill and Ace, uh, but maybe questioning Bomber. I would disagree. I, in fact, I put Bomber shoulder to shoulder with Ace and uh, consider it even better than Overkill. Uh, so regardless, uh, everybody out there who considers themselves a fan of extreme metal should have these three albums considering its impact on a number of extreme subgenres. <laughs> Yeah. 
Aerosmith stumbled forth between 76 and 79 with three albums that claimed a number five spot on our list here. Uh, first one being Rocks, uh, followed then by Draw the Line, and then Night in the Ruts. So most Aerosmith fans point to Rocks as the classic. Uh, I agree, it's a great album. Uh, but I prefer uh, Draw the Line myself. I, I think it has is a better batch of tracks and it has the band's best guitar work. Um, and then Night in the Ruts, I would put on par with Rocks as well. Uh, again, showcasing some great guitar work there from uh, Perry and Whitford.
Slayer came out of the gate real fast with three albums between 83 and 86 that takes the number four slot on our list. So the debut Show No Mercy, I always considered to be a speed thrash hybrid album uh, containing some of the most catchy material. In fact, that's the album I play the most from the band. Uh, then the sophomore Hella Waits followed up that got um, focused on some complex riffery, uh, jettisoned speed, and was total total thrash, almost pro- progressive thrash. And then the third, Rain and Blood, is widely considered the holy grail of thrash metal. So I saw the band on the uh, live on the Rain and Blood tour, and I can tell you, uh, <laughs> I was fearful for my life there in the pit. I'm surprised I got out of there without spilling any blood. <laughs>
We're down to the top three consecutive album streaks now. And at number three, we have a band that strung together four consecutive 10 out of 10s. Uh, and that being uh, Black Sabbath for their albums between 1980 and 86. Uh, so the first two, uh, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, of course, were the Dio uh, version of the band, uh, which basically uh, res resuscitated <laughs> the band's career. And that was followed by uh, Ian Gillen on the Born Again album, which has been gaining traction and more fans as, as time has gone on. Uh, albeit, I, I loved this album right from the beginning because I thought it just uh, returned their sound to the blubbering 70s, which, which I absolutely loved. Uh, but surprisingly to some, I'm extending it to four albums in a row with the inclusion of Seventh Star. So uh, uh, it's an atypical record to be sure, uh, given that they use Glenn Hughes at the mic and uh, the song structures are more melodic, but I've always loved this, th this album, uh, thinking it's eminently uh, listenable.
70s now for our number two entrant. And it's the only band that appears twice on our list of 20, and that being Black Sabbath yet again. Uh, so things heated up in the Sab uh, Sabbath camp after the overrated Paranoid. Yes, I said it. It ain't a 10 out of 10. Uh, with a doom-laden master of reality. And then they followed that up with my fave Sabbath Platter, Volume 4. Uh, and then that was succeeded by the more adventurous Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. And then we're bruised and bludgeoned by the Sabotage, uh, which completes our four-pack here. So this was all done despite wallowing in drug and booze excess.
okay, we're down to the number one uh, top consecutive streak, and it's for a band that put together unbelievably six classic 10 out of 10 albums in a row. I'm sure most of you already figured it out. It's Judas Priest. Uh, so we start with Sad Wings of Destiny, which is uh, basically a reset of the heavy metal rule book, no less. And then that was followed by the technical wizardry of Sin After Sin and Stained Class. Then there was Killing Machine, or Hellbent for Leather, depending where you come coming from, uh, uh, which is seen as a bridge record that introduced some traditional songwriting into the mix. And that was followed by British Steel, the big commercial coming out for the band that finished the conversion. Uh, and then uh, after that was the somewhat maligned point of entry, which I am including here in our uh, as our sixth album in a row. Uh, some, you know, st stating that it was too poppy, but I don't care. Uh, poppy or not, this is just great stuff, especially deep album cuts. You can go here all day long, just a, a, a perfect album. Now, some may ra raise their eyebrows that I didn't include this to seven albums straight because I'm not including Screaming for Vengeance. But I'm sorry, uh, take a look. There's there's three or four uh, below par songs on album that you, you can't rightfully call Screaming for Ventures a uh, 10 out of 10 in my opinion. But regardless, six perfect albums in a row, nobody can top that. <laughs>
there you have it. Judas Priest tops our list of top consecutive album streaks. And thanks for uh, watching. And remember to check in on Monday for our new release Monday podcast video. Uh, this next episode, we're going to be looking at hard and heavy releases from February and March 2021. And check out our website, www.themightydecibel.com. Have a great one. Bye.